Evans! It is! Johnny Evans, what a header! Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes! Oh, there's magic in that right boot! You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio with me, Dan Bates, Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh this evening. Uh, There's only one place to start really and that's the uh, FA Women's Championship and a huge congratulations uh, to LCFC women who secured promotion to the WSL with a 2-0 win yesterday. Fantastic achievement for them. We'll have their manager, Jonathan Morgan, live with us this evening at 6.30. We'll also hear from their players, their captain, um, Barker, as well as Ashley Plumtree as well. So, yeah, very exciting uh, for them. Very exciting on the show that we can get Jonathan Morgan at live at 6.30. So do stay tuned for that. Before that, though, we will talk about uh, the, the, the men's disappointing result. It could be polar opposites, really, for, for the two of them. Both 2-0 um, scorelines, one going uh, against the men, one going for the women. Uh, Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh, good evening to you two. Evening, Pete. Good evening. Uh, Walsh, we, we will, before we talk about the, the men's result, I know you've been following LCFC women a lot this season, I haven't have, you? Yeah. And, and it is a, a brilliant achievement. It is fantastic, yeah. It's great to see, you know, just uh, that recognition of where they've come from and how they've uh, how they've responded this season. Uh, an early setback with with, uh, with one of the results and then they just steamrolled at it, you know, in the end. So, um, terrific. Uh, you know, I've got an allegiance through a friend of mine who uh, who uh, actually worked for us at AFDAR Academy. So, it's great that he's um, involved and he keeps me updated on, on things. But um, uh, since then, I've been, you know, I'll always look for Leicester's result and I've started looking for the women's result now. So, uh, yeah, well done, um, the women. Brilliant. And... Um, good look um, you, you know for the future it's, it's great yes their, their first season Matt under the umbrella of or in the LCFC family so yeah fantastic achievement yeah there's a lot made of it at the start of the season wasn't there rightly so you know the, the, the women's game is becoming more high profile in general and, and particularly in, in this part of the country with, uh, with the women doing as well as they have and you know the, the, the train at our old training ground at the Beaver Beaver I always forget Beaver Drive, Beaver, yeah. Drive, Beaver yeah. Road. That's I always right. get that confused. Beaver Drive, but um, you know they're taking taking uh, over there and you know, using the facilities and obviously playing at Quorn, you know, beautiful pitch on there or facility there, and um, everything's been thrown towards them, you know, to give them the best chance possible, and they're producing the goods, aren't they? You know, what an amazing achievement and. You know, still a couple, was it a couple of games go to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, um, well done to them. You know, it's been on the cards for a little while. But uh, I think the big game was um, Durham. Durham, wasn't it? Was it a week, over a week ago now? Mm. And that was the key to, to the title. Obviously, it was a two-horse race, really. And uh, winning that game cemented it, really, you've got to say. Yeah, yeah. Some run, though, wasn't it? To, oh, terrific. You know, yeah. The amount of games they have, um, you know, unbeaten <laughs> and... Um, Fair dues to him, fair dues. Onwards and upwards. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic achievement. As I said, we'll hear from their manager, Jonathan Morgan, live here on LCFC Radio's Extra Time at 6.30. So do stay tuned for that. Uh, there's lots of positivity and love as well for the LCFC women uh, in the comments section on Facebook <coughs> and in on Twitter as well. So do keep getting those in. We'll read some of the best ones out. Uh, Tony Fish says, next stop, Champions League for the women. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be, it'll be yeah. next stop, Champions League for the men as well. Obviously, it was disappointing, <coughs> wasn't it, on, on Saturday against Man City, yeah. Matt? But as we said on Saturday, 
Man City is ridiculously good at the yeah. moment and, and have been, I, I was going to say all season, they haven't really been all season. I think they only won three of their first eight, but since then, they've been relentlessly good. Yeah, it was uh, sort of Leicester's fault for turning them over at the Etihad, wasn't it, earlier <laughs> in the season, really? Got a little bit of payback at the weekend and so has the rest of the league, unfortunately, because maybe not immediately after that game, but you know, it was in and around that period that their fortunes changed and I, th- I think Guardiola sort of tweaked their approach a little bit, but he upped the ante a little bit. I think he started to challenge a few of them, you would imagine. And um, yeah, the, the way their squads come together, I mean, when we read the team out at the weekend, you know, Jerry Taggart was having... Fits, you know, he was just sort of giggling away at the, at the 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 quality that they had when they're resting sort of six or seven of their regular starters, and it was, you know, do they have a first team as such? Not really. They've just got about twenty-two, you know, you know, first team quality players, haven't they? And uh, the abundance of talent that was warming up in front of us throughout the game, but particularly in the second half, was it was just a joke, really. Um, and as soon as you, you sort of saw that team sheet, I don't know if the Leicester City players felt the same, but if I'm honest, <coughs> I did a little bit. There was a bit of a realisation. There was a, oh, hang on a minute. Because <laughs> uh, I fancied Leicester to get something out of the game, genuinely, throughout the week. Um, and, and then I saw that team sheet. I thought, oh, how are Leicester going to be able to sort of suppress them, um, you know, keep them from just flowing forward? And the answer was they couldn't really. Not with... The formation that Leicester were playing, you know, I don't. That's not a criticism at all. It's, it's what served Leicester well of late. But I just think in this instance, maybe if there's another opportunity, which hopefully there is, to play Man City later in this season, uh, most people will know what I'm talking about. Um, in terms of a possible coming together in a cup final, I don't think Leicester will, will play with the same approach, shall we say? You know, um, because it, it just couldn't stop the flow, just coming at them, coming at them. And listen, whatever system you play, that might well have been the case. Because they're not only are they supreme footballers, they win the ball back so quickly and they force you to play extremely well just to keep possession, never make advancements. And even from the early stages, it, it looked ominous for Leicester in truth. Yeah, incidentally, there are two games in, uh, that Leicester will be keeping an eye on this evening in the Premier League. It's currently Everton nil, at Crystal Palace nil in the first of those at Goodison Park. I'll give you updates throughout extra time on that scoreline in, in the game there. And also Wolves play West Ham as well. So obviously West Ham and Everton in and around Leicester uh, in that hunt for the Champions League places. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep you updated on those ones. Walshie, what did you make of, of Saturday? Yeah, I'm th- I think, you know, as Matt says, they, we were outclassed. Um, when you just look at the possession stats and the Leicester this season have um, been, you know, pretty high on their own possessional uh, stats, haven't they, in a lot of games. But to be dominated in the fashion, and to be honest with you, I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't lay a glove on them, if you know what I mean. In, and that, in the right way, I mean it. Um, we, we just didn't get in any, any sort of rhythm at all. And uh, and we were outclassed uh, um, clearly. And um, you know when you look at De Bruyne and Ruben Diaz for me was was terrific at the back. Um, but th- like you said, the bench when you looked at the bench, it was kind of intimidating that that they got that kind of class to come on. And um, 
you know, they got what they deserved. They were different look Man, Man City about them from the start of the season. Obviously, they'd had a few issues and problems then with injuries, and uh, but they've come back with a vengeance. And they're not, you know, I think it was a respectable scoreline, two nil. Uh, you, you probably look back and take that, but I was just thought that we could have could have got amongst them a little bit more and let them know they were in a game because sometimes you need to do that against um, a quality opposition like that, but do it in the right way. And I mean, obviously nowadays, you know, you don't want players getting sent off. It would have cost us the game, but uh, I, I really wish we could have had a bit of intimidation, a bit, of, a bit more something about us. It was a bit of a lightweight performance for me. And um, yet we never looked like we were going to get into that game. There was a few minimal chances. Uh, Tielemans unlucky with a, with a after about 47 minutes, I'd, I'd brought it down. That's what I was, that was when we had our first shot into the second half. So you know, and it, it wasn't a great effort, but there was a great tackle from Diaz. Um, another than that, you know, the Vardy goal. If he, if he could have been on side, it would have been great. Uh, might might change the complex, but they were just too good on the day. And uh, look, it was a defensive. You know, you could see the, the line that we've gone the, similar to to we did away. We thought we could do it in the same fashion and same way, but uh, we just weren't. You know, the the tempo wasn't there, and and things were missing. And we looked. You know, I looked at Man City's games, what they played, and uh, they had more or less five games, five days, uh, not rest, but uh, less. Because uh, they played Bruce and Munchen Gladbach, I think, on the 16th. Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote this down. Another stat, and um, and we beat Man United on the 21st. So a five days difference. But you know, I, I don't think you look at that now. Uh, we've all had a rest, and um, it, it, I thought I thought you know sometimes these windows, you, it just shows you it's not worked for us. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think we were in. We had momentum going. Sometimes it's good to keep that momentum going, and um, and that that was the case for us. But still, look. Uh, we are in a, a fantastic position. We've got an FA Cup semi-final coming up. We are third in the league. We're, we're, you know, you've got you've got West Ham, West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. Five of them teams. You know, them are the games that we can cement this Champions League. If we get them, we beat them five teams. We'll, I'm sure, we'll be over the line. So let's see. Yeah, I think obviously it. It's hard not to look ahead, Matt, isn't it? And, and look at the fixtures that are coming for Leicester and, and pinpointing where points can potentially come. I'm, I'm sure that they won't outwardly say it, but um, the players and, and the, the management may be also doing so. But it is a dangerous game to do that, to try and plan where maybe your points are coming. You, you, you have to, and it is a cliche, but you have to take each game as it comes. Yeah, you do, I think. And, you know, and, and then you see where you end up at a certain stage. And yeah, you, I mean, you can look at it I've mentioned it within the last week or so. You know, you can say, okay, right, West Ham's crucial. Like that, that is a massive game. Leicester go and beat, depending on West Ham get on tonight. Let, let's say they get a draw, okay, at Wolves. Um, all this and buts, I know. Leicester win the game against West Ham, which you know is well within their capabilities. West Ham are almost out of the equation. Mm. You know, pretty much. Like that's a big gap. To make up, but listen, they win it. Obviously, the, the pressure's on a little bit, but you know, you just have to sort of assess it because you, you, you can't say, right, okay, you know, uh, Man City, West Ham, oh, we'll, we'll take a point out of that, and then we'll, we'll look to win the next three, etc. And it doesn't necessarily work like that, does it? You know, we know that through the Premier League. Just, just keep focused, but stay confident as well because you don't want a little bit of nervousness <laughs> creeping in. And and some people will be a little bit worried, and 
you know, the, not the doom mongers, that's too extreme, but you know, <laughs> people who are looking at the negativity will be thinking, oh, we, we've got Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham. Oh, we won't we get any points out of that. So, you know, we need <laughs> to get the work done. Um, I bet Leicester do get some points out of those last three games, whatever the situation. And, it, it, you know, you've got to stay strong themselves, uh, like mentally. And the vast majority of the season, they've been winning games, you know, against whoever the opposition is. The odd little blip, every team's had them. Man City even earlier on. Um, and But, you know, if, if there's a poor result one game, it doesn't mean that the, the house is going to collapse. Although... <laughs> You can temper that a little bit with how things went back in the last season, but it's more about this group now. You know, they've had setbacks, they've reacted, fully expect them to do so yeah, again. Think, do you know what, Matt? You know, like you just say, I think that a lot of fans and a lot of people, um, you know, we, we've played football at the top level and we understand how you've got to get games like this out of your system. Now it's gone. Yeah. And that's how you've got to attack things. And uh, fans tend to be doom and gloom when you've lost the game like, like this. And, you know, we weren't expected to win this. If we got a point out of it, it would have been a great result, but we didn't. And it's got to be eradicated from your mind now. And that's a professional um, person and a, and a team that bounces back. We've been quite good at it this season, at bouncing back from defeat. And uh, that's the key. You, you know, it, it, I, could, I could imagine if we, if we got beat against West Ham, for example, um, everyone then is going to say, right, and the pressure will be on, and it's how you handle your nerve, and then everybody will be thinking, oh, what happened to us last season? Are we going to stumble at the last hurdle? Look, whatever happens this season, these lads have been terrific, and, you know, so it's, it's there for them. Uh, they've got opportunity, and we'll probably, like I said, we'll do it the hard way. We'll probably do it against a, a Chelsea or a. Uh, have we got Man United again, I think, haven't we, in Tottenham, uh, the last three games, so we'll probably end up doing it the hard way, but there's a great opportunity. We're still in it, and um, and and massively so. You know, you've got that gap, um, so we can afford to kind of lose a couple of games and still bounce back and then do it. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. But it's uh, it's there for us, and that's the main thing. You, you talked about bouncing <coughs> back and and responding to a defeat and putting it behind you. Do you think it's a little bit easier to do that because it was against Man City, against a team that have been so strong? You can kind of almost just say, right. That result's out of the way now. You can, but you know, I think all them players who played in that game will be disappointed in the performance um, overall. You've got to look at it, and they will be a bit deflated. But at the end of the day, it's Man City. They're running away with this league, yeah. And uh, and look, we beat them five-two away. So it's been a, a peculiar season for everybody. We know that. Um, but no, they'll they'll listen. Brendan is a manager that. Um, doesn't let his players get down and downbeaten, and um, I think they've been terrific this season. Now they've handled the, the the setbacks that you know they've had. They've had enough setbacks as as, as Liverpool had, and you know with injuries and and other teams, but um, and a little bit worse with with a couple of injuries. So I, I think they've done terrifically well, and um, I really want them, and everybody does. They deserve something out of this season, whether it's an FA Cup final place, whether it's you know getting into the Champions League. Or you know the goal was um, to to qualify for Europe, which was is a very very strong um, you know um, what's the word? It's a big goal, isn't yes, it? Yes, of course it is. And yeah. and yet 
you know, we're at the business end of the season. This is when it all happens. And, uh, um, you know, if we can, if Harvey Barnes could, you know, if we can get him back, he reportedly, you know, two or three weeks away. I don't I don't know how true that is, but I'd be very surprised if it is. It doesn't seem that long ago, does it? Harvey was still out there playing and when he got that injury. So um, a patella tendon injury, and, you know, when you've had an operation on that, Matt, I, yeah. I, I think that's going to be, a, you've got to be very, very careful with a young lad uh, of his, even though I know that, you know, I've had my patella tendon, uh, I've had a new tendon put in as a cruciate ligament. They take the middle bit out and it and it does grow back very quick. Yeah, so they took mine out and it just grows back together. But when it's come off the bone like that, some of it, part of it uh, uh, reportedly has come off the bone, it's it's serious, you know, because and I've seen Steve Stone at Forest, um, a patella tendon, when that's ruptured completely, y your kneecap rolls into your thigh. It was, it ended up up there, I was nearly sick. <laughs> It was there. That's enough. Well, that's yeah, enough. I was say, but the, it, but the it less does. of that, the better. You know, and I've seen it firsthand. It was yeah, shocking. You well, know, I think but I don't want to. I'm not frightening Harvey in any way because we've got the best um, uh, people that you know are looking after them, the best surgeons, and they know. You know, maybe it's not. We don't know how much of the tendons come off or anything, but um, Harvey's just can't rush something like that. You know, that's for sure. Well, as you said, they're, they're professionals. I'm sure yeah, they make sure that they won't rush anything. Right. Let's get the thoughts then of Leicester City manager Brendan Rodgers speaking after defeat on Saturday. Brendan, um, your reaction to that, beaten by a very, very good team this season. Yeah, yeah, no, the, be the best team on the game. We uh, we were competitive first half defensively, didn't concede so much, weren't so good with the ball. Um, we uh, just didn't quite have that efficiency and, and speed in our game, um, but still kept the score 0-0. Looked like we maybe scored in, towards the end of the first half with a good move, but just offside. Um, we're disappointed with the two goals that we conceded. Um, first one, we, um, as I said, first one we, we could have been better in. We opened up a space, just lost our organisation for a little bit, and then opened up the, the space central. And then the second one was um, from a throw-in, which disappoints us because we, we spoke about that. You know that space they try to throw it from the mid mid pitch into the middle of the your organisation, and they, they did that, and but we weren't alert to that. But um, had some chances in the game, but we can have no complaints. Um, we're disappointed with the result, but, um, but like I say, we, uh, we'll take 24 hours and uh, we'll go again. Was it one of those nights when you, you almost needed the perfect performance and everything to come off and maybe that Jamie Vardy disallowed goal, things like that to go your way? Yeah, yeah, we weren't as, as I said, efficient with the ball. Um, but also we're coming off the back of some of the players, a lot of travel, a lot of games internationally, and, and I felt it was just that little bit of... You know, if you compare that to, to Manchester United, to here just a little bit um, in our uh, in our level wasn't quite at the, the same level. So, uh, but no, we, we just have to accept that it's um, it's disappointing. But we lost to a top team. And as this group moves forward and wants to qualify for the Champions League, they're going to come up against big teams again. So, did you show again another way of of playing, even if the result tonight wasn't quite what you wanted? Yeah, I think you have to. I think the pattern against Manchester City is always the same. Whatever team they play, they will normally dominate the ball and they will have the ball for, you know, today, for, what was it, 57% possession. So, see, they'll always have that. Um, but for us, the flexibility in terms of how we play, you know, you open up against this team, they will really hurt you with the, just the sheer quality that they have. And like what we did in the first game, you've got to be tight well organised and then when you have the ball look to be effective and we weren't quite so as effective tonight. James Madison back on the pitch, Ricardo back as well but in particular James has missed a lot of football, that's a big plus from the season. Yeah, yeah, great to have those two players back. 
this time last year we'd, we'd lost players, but getting them back um, for this game was very good. And just finally on Kelechi Iheanacho's new deal, most definitely well deserved given his form, but lovely to have him tied down to a new deal. Yeah, yeah, he's been excellent. He's a very important member of our squad. Today he gave everything, considering he was back late on Thursday night from uh, from Nigeria. Him and uh, him and Wilf. So, yeah, he's a very important player for us. He's been brilliant of late, and uh, yeah, we'll keep that going with him. Yeah, we'll talk about Kelechi Iheanacho's new contract a, a little bit later on, uh, as well as the fact that he also won the uh, Premier League Player of the Month for March. So it, was a, it was a pretty good week for Kelechi Iheanacho, just couldn't cap it off uh, with a goal against his former side. Uh, it was an interesting point, though, that, that Brendan was making about Kelechi Iheanacho coming back really late from international duty, obviously with Nigeria. Man City, you know, they've got a lot of players that were on international duty, a lot of players that weren't as well, similar to, to Leicester, but I guess... That just added an extra dimension, didn't it, to that game with Man City? Just the fact that it's after an international break, as Walsh says. Yeah. Leicester were in really good form. The momentum kind of stops a little bit when there's a break like that. Yeah, yeah, frustrating from Leicester's point of view. But you know, you, <clears throat> you play the cards you dealt with. Really, you know, you have to get on with it. It worked a little bit um, to Leicester's favour, as Brendan you know, correctly and fairly enough mentioned there against. Man United, when they had the, the European game before and travelling, etc., there was an edge to Leicester's game um, against United more so than at the weekend against Manchester City. Um, and they, they, they've got a squad that's better able to cope with it mm. as well, haven't they? Because whilst, as you say, you know, a fair number of the players that started for Man City also had a busy schedule. But look at the bench again, referring to that, you know. Most of the lads had a heavy workload, uh, were all on the bench, and they were able to substitute that or replace that with quality of the same standard. You know, it's unbelievable. And I don't, I don't know if it's ever been seen before too often, really, at that level of, of, of a player right throughout the squad in, in the Premier League. Um, if so, very rarely. But, they, yeah, they, they were really impressive. And I thought, you know, Brendan... Mentions there about you know not having the speed in their game, etc. I, I think all oh, that's fair comment, but it, it was I don't know it was difficult for them to, to perhaps um, perhaps Brendan would would look at playing another way. I mean he mentioned how they did it in the, in the first game at the Etihad, but from my recollection it was more of like a three four three, wasn't it? So they had you know, the, the wing backs on on Saturday were unable to get forward and make an impression really. When a Mark Albrighton was effectively a right back for the majority of the game, Castagna less so on the left. He tried to advance forward, but when he did, you know, he, he sort of he might outstrip Riyad Mahrez, but then he bumps into Carl Walker on his own, and you know, with his pace, he's unbelievable defender in a one v one situation. And Castagna, I thought he played reasonably well, but found it tough going, you know, as anyone would. Whereas in the first game, he might have had Barnes in front of him to sort of double up a little bit and and maybe um, when Madison came on, was it Jose Perez maybe on the right-hand side? I can't remember exactly the, the individuals now in the first game. But it, I don't know, they just sort of spread across the field a little bit more and perhaps you know, would have given themselves more of a chance to keep the ball win going forward. But whichever way, they tried to sort of overload playing with the um, Perez in behind the front. So it's a bit of a gamble, really, but... I suppose, and at the time we also a lot of us said it, didn't we? We said, well, I don't think that front three that Leicester have got with Perez in behind can cause problems. 
you know, can, can go at the heart of Man City's defence. But unfortunately, the reality was that Man City just sort of went round the outsides a little bit and De Bruyne went out wide as well at times and he picked up the ball on far too many occasions and they just showed their quality, didn't they? But it, it, it's not a massive blow, as you touched on earlier with your question, um, for Leicester. OK, it's happened. He can look at the reasons why or understand the reasons why. Um, shake yourself down go to West Ham and put in another big performance. Fairly quickly, Walshie, because we need to hear from Ayose Perez before we get that Leicester LCFC women manager, Jonathan Morgan, on, on the show this evening. Ayose Perez was a bright spark again since his return from injury. He's looked as good as he has done in a, in a Leicester shirt. Do you think that's fair? What, the game yesterday? Just Sorry. in general, since, since his comeback. In general, so, yes. Against Sheffield yeah, yeah. United, yeah. against yeah. Manchester I, I thought, United. I thought... He was a little bit weak, yes, you know, against Man City. But yeah, he, he's come back and he's been effective, very effective. And and we know his talent. Um, you, you know, some nice touches, didn't he? Yeah, nice he did. Touches, yeah, he, he he does. But for me, it, it was when I said it at the start, it was a very lightweight performance, and it it, it needed some, you know, a bit of steel about it, and uh, and. It just didn't, like we say, we didn't get into any rhythm whatsoever. And uh, we were limited because, you know, out of possession, we were, we, we were clearly a back five, three, two in, in the system. You could see that, um, that we'd worked, they worked on this. But that back five, when it did happen, one of the goals, when it was slid right through the middle of... Um, of Fafana and Evans. and Evans. Evans, do you yeah. remember that that pass? And it cut right through the defence, and they were a tight tight five together, Matt. When yeah. I, you know, when I looked at that, and I thought that's going to be hard to slide a pass like through. But that's what Man City have got. They've got ability to create in in so many positions. They're a very dangerous team, of Man City, and they're clever, clever players. Right. Let's hear from that man then, Ayose Perez, again speaking after defeat to Manchester City on Saturday. Difficult night against a very good team. Um, your reaction to the, that defeat this evening? Well, as you said, it's a very good team. Um, they dominate the ball really, really well. We stick to our plan. Um, well, I think we did the, the, the saw at the end. They didn't create as many chances. They were quite frustrating at some point. They hardly could. Uh, get through us to, uh, through the middle but uh, yeah a couple of little details little mistakes can make the difference against uh, a very good team so we paid for it and it's a shame because we were um, we were doing uh, quite well we knew we were gonna have our chances but uh, well at the end um, they were better than that ends that that us in terms of uh, chances, and and they they got the win. Does it show how far you've come that you are so disappointed not to have got something from a team as good as City, who are probably going to win the league? Yeah, of course. I think we've done we've done uh, well enough. We've won enough games now to be out there and to be recognised as a very good team, as a top team. So. Uh, no one should be surprised if uh, if uh, we're in the situation that we are, and and before the game you can tell anyone can can win this game. So that that means uh, a lot. That that means we've uh, came very very far, and we are in a in a great position.
Was it one of those nights when everything had to go your way and that disallowed goal, Jamie, just offside at the end of the first half might have been the moment? Obviously, it could have been a different game, but we cannot talk about what it could have been. Uh, we still stick to, to the game plan. Uh, we knew they were a very good team, a strong team. They are in good, in good form. But I think um, we were in a great position. Uh, uh, Neil, after 50, 50 minutes or so, so we knew we were going to have chances, but then little details uh, made a difference. And for you personally, you must be really enjoying this run of 90 minutes again today, really being a central part of this Leicester City team. Yeah, I felt very good out there. Uh, feels really nice to, to get another uh, 90 minutes after, after a while. Uh, but yeah, the most important thing at the end of the day is the team, um, trying to help the team. Today, it, it wasn't uh, our day in terms of the, the result at the end. But uh, we, are f we are focused now on, on next game. We cannot uh, stay disappointed on this and, and we got another big game next uh, weekend. Final one on that. You've shown all season about how Leicester can bounce back. Another chance to do so. And we're very much into the final straight now as you, you want that top four finish. Yeah, obviously it's not long now until the, until the end. So we know uh, how tough uh, it is, how tight is the table. So uh, now we got a very important game, very good chance to bounce back and uh, and get uh, and get the three points. Yeah, that was Jose Perez speaking after the disappointing 2-0 defeat to Manchester City on Saturday. Uh, but we're going to move on to a, another 2-0 game um, and it was quite the opposite of disappointing. And it's a, a great privilege of ours to say we've got LCFC women manager Jonathan Morgan who joins us on Extra Time this evening. Uh, good evening, Jonathan. How's the head been today after, uh, after clinching promotion and, and the championship yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it's been better, I can tell you that much. Um, we, had a, we had a good evening last night after the game. Um, obviously, a couple of, couple of bottles of champagnes were, were drunk quite, quite quickly, I'm not going to lie, but we're just um, happy to get over the line now and we're just focusing on enjoying the moment and just seeing out the season with, with trying to get those 14 wins on the bounce, really. Yeah, before we go into to detail about the season and obviously the achievement, you spoke about champagne there. I think it was a very interesting post-match interview uh, that you gave with LCFC TV that was uh, curtailed, I think, by uh, champagne being sprayed at you a couple of times. Yeah, um, I think there was, there, was, there was quite a lot. Um, I didn't see it coming, even though it's obviously quite a natural thing to happen at the end of the season and when you've won, won a league the way we've done. But it was um, it's just really nice to share the togetherness of the squad that we we all enjoyed it together and I think it's just probably maybe a few girls trying to get back at me for all the for the hard the hard training to put them through over the year to be honest to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you can see that togetherness there really in in the celebrations at the end. I mean, how, how pleased are you with the achievement that that you and the girls and and the whole club has, has achieved? I mean, winning promotion one thing, obviously going up as champions so comfortably as well. Yeah, I think. Um, Again, a lot of the credit has to go to the players. They've worked really hard over the course of the season, and they've. Um, it was obviously a difficult year for us to turn professional as well with COVID, and there was a lot of lot of differences that a lot of players weren't used to with the with the new girls coming in. But I think we've we've made sure that we've kept that togetherness, and it's just been a message that we've sort of said to the girls from day one: is as long as we fight for each other, we can do anything. And thankfully for me, that that togetherness came out on the pitch, and there's been some tough games this season where. 
in all honesty, it could have gone either way, but it was that team spirit and that sort of work rate and desire to work for one another, which carried us through. So, um, but as a result, it's, there's no coincidence that we've won the last 12 on the spin. And I think that's more down to the players in terms of what it means to them and how hard they've worked for each other. Hi, Jonathan, it's Steve Walsh here. How are you, mate? Con congratulations. Well done. Terrific Thanks, season. Yeah. Um, I followed you actually quite quite closely this season. I, I know Harry McLean, who's your kit man and uh, future coach, I think. Um, great, great kid who worked for us at AFDA. But uh, I, I actually watch all the results come in. And, you know, do you think that the match against Durham cemented that, do you think? Uh, obviously, we were, we're all very positive from there. Um, that, that was, for me, I felt it was a key, well, it was a key game and everyone knew that. But uh, do you think that cemented it? And, and going forward now, you, you can obviously plan um, towards next season are you look you'll have to look to strengthen I'm guessing um, with with a few new players maybe but uh, you know it's been a terrific uh, run of 12 games that you, you've gone on but uh, yeah what, what what's your thoughts on that yeah I think um, well Durham, it was a really interesting game because it was a very physical game um, it sort of it turned it turned from being a game of football to a game of sort of well from their point of view trying to stop us from playing trying to hurt us um, we lost a key player very early on in Remy Allen. Mm. Um, so I think what was really, really delightful from, from our point of view is that our squad depth showed that even that we lost our main player, um, come, that we had players that came off the bench that still did a job for us. And I think once we did get that game ticked off and we did get the 2-0 victory and the way we sort of beat Durham really then put the momentum firmly in our in our court. And for us, it was just making sure we didn't slip up in, on, on the weaker games, which we haven't, thankfully. Um, I think from that point of view, I think it also took a bit of the the, set, the, the wind out of the sails with Durham as well, because I, I guess they, they put everything into that game as well. In Because we had that game in hand, it obviously looked like a much bigger uphill task for them than what it was, plus with our goal difference. Uh, Jonathan, I'm going to take you back to the 1st of November of last year and, and that 4-1 defeat to London City. And... Quite poignant, I think, that yesterday it was it was London City, of course, that you beat to secure this this promotion. But what what was the thought process like, and what was said that evening? Because since then, as you've referenced, twelve league games on the trot that you've won. Was that the turning point? Do you think of the season losing that game? Hundred hundred percent. It was the sliding door moments for us. I think. So when we lost four one, it was a comprehensive beating. We we were poor on the day and terrible. It, it was, I always say to the girls, it's just one of those games where even from the sideline, nothing that we did, nothing that we could tweak was going to change the outcome. We just didn't turn up. But we we brought them in for the whole of that week. So we took away their their, their off days that week. And we we had a lot of sort of open, honest chats with them. Um, a lot of like, a lot of discussions about self-accountability and understanding, uh, do we really want to go, go up this season? Because the way we played that game didn't look like it. Um, from my point of view as well, it also highlighted a couple of tactical flaws that we, or gaps in our in our team that they exploited very well. So it allowed me just to regroup and reset from that point of view. And in all honesty, it really just put us back on the right on the right on the right journey on the right path. And we just never looked back from there. And I think that was probably the game where it was either make or break. And we actually then became so much of a stronger team because the girls actually took on board all the information that they were saying to each other. Um, it was a lot of peer peer assessments rather than staff assessments, and I think they really responded really well to it. And like I say, the rest has been history. Now it's been one win after the other, and we've been really enjoying it. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi, Jonathan. Massey here as well, like the rest of the lads. Congratulations. Well done to all of you. Great effort. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I was just wondering, it's a little bit early to talk about it, really, because you're still getting over the celebrations, never mind. But looking forward to next year, what, what are the ambitions or stroke aspirations? Is it just to sort of consolidate being in the league or do you think get to a point and maybe see as far as you can go? Or do you think you can, are you confident of making an impact, you know, further up the division from the off? So, like, I mean, I'm always going to be an ambitious coach. Um, I don't want it to be a team that's going to be in a relegation battle next year um, or a yo-yo team. Um, I think we've set ourselves a realistic target of trying to break into the top five um, as long as we sort of recruit in a few key areas. Um, We want to take the league by storm. We're still, we're not going to go into that league and start changing our style of play. We're not going to turn into like a deep block team or a defensive team because that's not us and that's just that's not the way that we like to play or our philosophy um so we're hoping that like i say if we do strengthen in the right areas and we retain the right players um we can definitely go and be very competitive at that level we've already had a few games with wsl teams this year and we have been extremely competitive um i think one of the best one to gauge is on was when we lost 2-1 to man city in the fa fa cup early yeah. on in the year mm. um and like even they came to us saying they didn't expect us to play such high attacking football and press with such intensity. So we're not going to change that because we feel that's our bread and butter and that's our strengths. And I think we don't want to go in there. We want to go in there respectful and wary of the oppositions, but not fearful. So that would be the message that the girls will be getting from now and the new girls will be getting when they come in next season. Yeah, fantastic. Best of luck with it. Just finally, Jonathan, what, what would you say is your standout moment of this season? There have been a few very, very good highs, but can you can you pick one? Yeah. The champagne. Really <laughs> champagne in the yeah. eyeball. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie, that champagne, I think it got to my system a lot quicker through, through my eyes <laughs> than drinking it. <laughs> um, I'll probably have to go back to, again, the Durham game in Santini's double. She she hasn't scored all season, and obviously she's been a rock at the back for us. Um, but it was a very difficult game to get goals in, and for her to come up, in two set plays to, to to get those goals were fantastic. And I think for me, the the way the whole team and the whole squad and the staff all reacted to that game was was an amazing feeling. We we were, we were driving back home and in all honesty, we were on cloud nine because we, we knew that we'd, we'd, we'd made a big dent into the title. Um, but the fact that the two goals came from someone so unexpected in Santin, it was obviously makes that a little bit sweeter because it really shows you the depth that we had and that we do have other people that can score goals because a lot of plaudits have been given to Tash Flint rightly so but it was nice to see that we were getting it from other parts of the team as well set pieces as well it's good <laughs> absolutely yeah you like the sound of that one Walsh. well thank you very much for, for coming on Jonathan and giving us your time this evening we'll let you get back to some more champagne if you can stomach stomach it again this evening <laughs> yeah well done Jonathan yeah, we'll, we'll come and see Jonathan. you next season sometime no, definitely, guys. Thanks for that, guys. See you later. Uh, right, let's hear from uh, Jonathan Morgan's uh, captain, Sophie Barker. She's been the LCFC women captain for most of this season, and she also pointed towards that 4-1 defeat to London City as a turning point in the season. Well, Sophie, championship champions and the newest members of the Women's Super League, as the skipper for most of this season, just how proud are you of the team? Um, honestly, I can't even put it into words. This has been probably the longest, hardest season I've ever had in my whole career. Um, but we've made it and honestly every little bit's worth it. Um, we've come through so much adversity, brand new team, we've had different formations, different players playing and to get to this point it's took honestly absolutely everybody from staff to players and I couldn't be any more prouder than 
and leading this group of girls out and I'm just so happy for all of them now to go and experience kind of playing in that Super League now and at such a young age like I'm probably the oldest here and oh pains me to say but hopefully some of these girls now are just relishing this and, and their experience and, and hopefully using me to help them do that it's just honestly it's amazing. And the team has been so dominant this year in the championship now just what is the secret to that do you think? Um, I think it took that one defeat, you know, um, to bring us together, the 4-1. It made us realise that we're not just going to walk it, um, we need to work hard for it. And London City really did that again today and it just it took our togetherness to get us through that, our experience. And honestly, we've got some of the best goal scorers in this league, so that always helps. And I remember speaking to you after that London City game where you said we need to use this now to motivate ourselves. Yeah. You've won 12 in a row, yeah. not lost a single game. Yeah. You must be so proud of the achievement. Yeah, um, I said some harsh words after the game, but I don't regret them. I was slightly embarrassed and like I said to you, it literally has spurred us on to do 12 in the bounce and no one's done that before and we've got to be proud of ourselves with that. And like I said, it took that one defeat to make us realise we weren't invincible, we weren't going to walk it and we needed to work hard for it. And honestly, every single girl has done that here from staying out after the, on the pitch to, to grafting, from going to see the analysis. We've literally done everything we can to win this league and honestly, the staff have been amazing as well. So. Yeah, Sophie Barker there speaking to our man Sam Stevens uh, after the fantastic victory yesterday and their promotion. So congratulations to them. Uh, we mentioned Kalechi Inacho a, a little bit earlier. He was quite quiet, wasn't he, on, on Saturday, Matt, which was unfortunate considering the week that he'd had. He'd just been named the, yeah. the Premier League Player of the Month for March and also got, got a new contract as well. So until the game, it was a great week for him. And, and what did you make of the two accolades? I say accolade, obviously the contract extension yeah. and, the, and then the Player of the Month. Yeah, well, we spoke about it, didn't we, last week and... Yeah, quite frankly, just well, well deserved, isn't it? You know, totally justified, really, with the, the goals return that he's produced over the last month or so. It's incredible, um, you know, both in, in the cup and the league. And uh, you know, he, he's been a standout performer. I think quite categorically, um, he, he was the only candidate worth considering, really. And um, you know, great news for him. It's. Uh, also, not wonderful news for him personally with a new contract. Um, that situation has turned itself around pretty sharply, hasn't it? And you know, I just hope that his his vein of form continues, and you know, he's still able to um, have the opportunities in terms of you know coming up soon with, with all the players if they if they are fit. If Barnes comes back in relatively soon, you know, there's a hell of a lot of players to choose from. Um, and he's, he's got to maintain that consistency that, that he has been producing uh, to, to, to keep his place in the team, really, because, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a positions to be fought for. And uh, he was quiet at the weekend, yeah, but he, he wasn't alone, was he? And, you know, I wouldn't say he necessarily played badly. He, he just struggled to make an impact. But you could say that the majority of Leicester players, really, the way it panned out. Be disappointed, but uh, again, like the rest of the team, they'll be ready to sort of rock and roll at the weekend at the, at the London Stadium against West Ham. 
Yeah, before we look ahead to that game with West Ham, let's introduce our Who's the Fox for this evening. We've done it quite late. Uh, Walsh has got <laughs> Walsh excited. Walsh a bit of a grimace on his face. He <laughs> <laughs> don't like this one, does he? No, he doesn't. Right, we'll, we'll get it up on the I've screen. I've only got it right once, I think. Yeah, a reminder, it's for the uh, the fans that are listening in or watching in uh, to get involved with that. It's, so if it's you, still going to be once, Walsh, as well. Yeah, I think. That's a <laughs> if tough you one. think you know who that is, um, do get your comments in both on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, we'll read out some of the correct and incorrect ones. Um, while she's also not looking forward to the extra time teasers section later on, where he goes head to head with Matt. We having a little. Well, you might do all right on that, but oh, that's I'm Nugent. Yeah. With that one, that's Nugent. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's the one who's filled in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who's celebrating <laughs> with David Nugent? You don't want us to guess yet, anyway. Do no, you? don't guess yet. Don't oh. guess yet. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll let uh, the supporters and, and the that. listeners. Good job you didn't, Walshie. Good job you didn't. Um, yeah, the game with West Ham then, Walshie. It's, it's a big one, isn't it, obviously? We we know, or we'll know in, in about three hours' time where West Ham will, will be in the league. They West Ham are strong. Later on. It, it's a tough game. Very, mm. very tough game. Um, West Ham are really hard to beat. Uh, they showed that here uh, when we played them. We got beat, what, what score was it, 3-0? 3-0. Three, three nil. Nil, wasn't it? Yeah. And the, the, the counterplay on that day was terrific. They, they defended deep and um, soaked up a bit of pressure and really ripped us on the uh, on the counter which was unlike um, you know Leicester defending so it, it was disappointing um, and we're gonna have to be aware of of this threat um, you know we've got a run of, of good games coming up and it starts with West Ham and you know if you, if you can bounce back and get three points it'd be absolutely monumental um, but like I said they've got a lot of threats they're, they're a well-balanced team now um, and and they work very very hard. Um, you've seen the change in in a few personnel that they that, that they brought in, and it's certainly, um, you know, I think David Moyes has really built now a real strong unit and hard to beat. So we're going to have to be, you know, very very good on the day, and that means every player in that team has to really perform at a at a, at a good standard. Raymond Tolerico on uh, Facebook says it's all. It always seems doom and gloom uh, after a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, but if we get the three points at the weekend, then everything will be back on track. And and you, and you yeah. get the sense that, that is the case, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, listen, we'll have to see how things develop. It's, it's going to be a, a very difficult game, as we've already mentioned against West Ham. But there's no reason why Leicester can't go and win it. They've they've shown resilience before, um, in terms of their mentality as well as their actual. Ability and it's you know all of a sudden you get a little bad result and then it's easy to think negatively and it's, oh West Ham's gonna be a tough game we won't get anything there and if we've lost two on the trot then all of a sudden the games that are coming up have seemed relatively comfortable a while ago seemed difficult had periods like that before with Leicester this season um, admittedly that's been the case in seasons gone by and last season in particular you know it. it <laughs> It did capitulate a touch, but I don't see the signs of that happening this year. Let's talk more about their game, in my view. Um, more flexibility, you know, the different ways of playing, more substance to the squad. I thought last year was a little bit, when once it stopped flowing for them in one particular way, they sort of ground to a halt a little bit, couldn't find another avenue. But this season, they've got three or four avenues to, to revert to, and I think that will serve them really well in these remaining eight games, you know, whatever difficulties they come up against. But um, and also it reminds me that a little bit of, and I think they've got to develop that mentality, of when they won the, the, the title itself. You know, everyone was saying, 
oh, you know, if, if they drop points there and as if Tottenham were going to win like the final 10 games mm. of the season. You know, all these other teams are going to drop points as well. And, and Leicester, it was as if, because Leicester had a tough finish, oh, they were going to, you know, fall to pieces and end up winning it by 10 points, not by sneaking it by one point, you know, the fine balance. Mm. Things work themselves out a little bit. Be confident and back themselves. I'm sure they will because uh, Brendan Rodgers reminded them, if they need that, of what a very good side they are. You know, Jose Perez just speaking, okay, admittedly, before the Man City game. But people were saying any result was possible uh, up against the might of Man City, and that was true. It didn't turn out that way against West Ham. Leicester more than capable if they get it right. Yeah, as we've said, West Ham playing at Wolves later on uh, in the other game that's taking place in the Premier League currently. Uh, just approaching half-time, it's Everton nil, Crystal Palace nil, mm. uh, which I'm sure will put a, a few smiles on, on Leicester fans' faces, won't we? Yeah, it will. And my coupon as well. I've got uh, two draws tonight. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Not yeah. bad shout, to be fair. Yeah, you never know. Did, how do you think Leicester will approach the, the game with West Ham? I've had a few questions in actually on Facebook asking you, how do you think Leicester will, will fare well, I'd, I'd face like it defensively? Think, will, will they go the back three again? Will they go back to a back four? What do you I, think? I think they will um, because, listen, the, the chances of playing against opposition like that again until we play Man City in the FA Cup final is probably not going to happen up till then. So, you know, I, I'd like to see us express ourselves a bit, bit more and be a bit more effective in this game. And I think we will be. Um, you know, I, I don't think we got on the front foot uh, at all, really, uh, against Man City. And, and this will be a game which we can. We're going to have to be careful because of West Ham's solidarity, the, the unit and how, how they... Um, and how they play, we'll have to be very careful. And it, so it'll be a cagey game. I think it'll be a tight game. Um, and like I said, performances on the day are going to have to be at a high level to beat West Ham. You, you have to be now. You have to work very, very hard. Um, but we've certainly got um, 11 players now that we know um, can go out and beat West Ham. So, yeah, we're going to have to approach it in, a, in a, the mindset. Forget about this, this game that's just happened. Get that out of the minds, which they will. And, uh, and let's just show that confidence, which they have done all season. A blow for West Ham, though. News coming out today that it looks as if Declan Rice will miss the game. He'll, he'll certainly miss tonight's yeah. game through injury and, and maybe the last one as well next week. Yeah, of course. Obviously, he's been uh, one of the plus points for, for West Ham this season and uh, international player. So, uh, you know, but we, we don't need to rely on, on players like that. It's, if we, it's about us on the day. Um, and how we play, how we approach the game, tactically, how Brendan, however, whatever formations we've used this season, however he puts it, it's about them 11 on that day. And, you know, every game now is a cup final. We, it's, you know, we also always say that, don't we, at this point, but it's business end of the season and, and they're just, you're just choking them off and we're still in a, in a great position. So, terrific. And hopefully there will be an actual cup final as well to look forward to towards the end of the season. It is less than two weeks until the, the semi-final as well, yeah. which seems to be coming around quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, every game is huge, isn't it? And um, yeah, let, let's not look too far ahead. Yeah, deal with, it with the problem <laughs> matter in hand first, shall we? Um, don't even let your thoughts drift to the semi-final, never mind the final. Deal with West Ham, you know, because then it sets yeah. the mood, doesn't it? Gets everyone right and ready for that huge semi-final at Wembley. But um, I'm sure Brendan will be doing everything within his powers just to get the players to focus on on um, the weekend against West Ham because regardless of how they get on tonight, it's going to be a massive game. If Leicester can come out of it victorious, it's a huge step 
huge step because all of a sudden there's going to be that gap, certainly between them and West Ham and, you know, and probably a good few others. And if they can maintain that uh, and inc increase that at any stage, it, it's, it's a big blow to the other teams as well. You know, if they drop a couple of points and Leicester stretch that lead, all of a sudden they look out of sight and it demoralises them. So uh, it's a huge game at the weekend. Deal with that first semi-final. OK, lovely to have in the <laughs> on the horizon, but... Um, just keep your, keep your view down for now. Just focus on the weekend. Oh, the focus, yes, of course, will be on that West Ham game. Right, let's get the Who's the Fox uh, back on the screens for you so uh, you can have another guess. You, you look like you're struggling a little yeah, bit with this one, Matt. We have, we've had no correct guesses have we not? Oh, on Facebook, on Twitter. I think I might sneak we've this. Had a, we've had a lot on Twitter. Uh, Steve Walsh thinks he might. Go I on, I'll let you do. have a guess, Walshie. Do you know what? I'm off thinking Liam Moore, right? Uh, but just wait, because I might not say that. That might not be my final answer. Okay, so what is your Who final else answer? was there? There was Dan's. Um, Jesse Lingard was on loan, wasn't he? At that point with uh, Nugent, I'm sure he was. I can tell you that none of the names you've said. No, I've not decided. None of these guesses, no. Okay, I'm going to go for. <laughs> um, How many do you want to have a stab at? <laughs> Dyer. Lloyd Dyer. Mm. Oh! Have you got an idea on. who it might be, Matt? I think Amati. Oh, no, uh, we'll leave it on the screen for a little it's bit longer to see ago. if we get any other guesses in. Uh, Alfie, uh, Alfie Dutch on Facebook has just guessed Ajoa. Um, good guess, no. but no, it isn't Ajoa. Um, on Twitter, we've had three correct answers. RCM, Ryan's got it right, as has... Um, Apex as well on, on Twitter. So well done to those guys that have said that. There's a reason we've picked it. Uh, the West Ham connection. This was also, what, seven years ago yesterday. Was that seven, seven years, years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that long ago. Yeah. We'll get the... Uh, let, let's change it now. It's Andy King. Oh! Andy God. King. It went through my mind, but it just didn't look like his hair, did it? The, uh, no, it didn't. The, the goal that everyone kind of says started the great course, escape. Yeah. The hair did it. it, it you know, there's no way that that looked... You know, when you... When you See the silhouette. Seven years ago, Nugent. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe a little less than yeah, that when seven, he, eight, when he six, actually left. Yeah. Nugent was, yeah. Um, but yeah. Marty was a bad shout there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's the game and the goal that everyone says. He looks old there, Andy escape. King. Doesn't look like him. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Uh, with that fantastic uh, late winner against West Ham, obviously the team that we're playing at the weekend. There's always a little Time bit of flies, method to mate, it. Time flies, doesn't it? Time flies, yeah. Uh, right, let's do the extra time teaser. So neither of you got anywhere near that. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because yeah. uh, you might do on the teasers, right? Yeah, we've made Matt, such a good start to proceedings. Do you want pot one or pot two? Pot one. Two pot for one. me. Oh, it keeps yep. both happy then. Uh, um, Walshy, what was the score in the Premier League clash away at West Ham last season? What was the score? And I'm only going to accept one answer from you this time. Yeah. We won. I know that. We won. Away. Oh, and it was a good win, weren't it? Was it 2 1? Oh. I've got 2 1. I've got 2 1. Oh, you beauty. Correct, well, she well done. Uh, who played Jamie Vardy through for that disallowed effort against Man City on oh, Saturday? On. He rounded Edison, put it in. Who, who played him through? Sounds like Walsh knows it. Well, I thought Matt would get it right. I, I should know it, yeah. Oh. Um, 
I'm not 100% sure. It's one of... Mm. Well, no, I'm not saying it. <laughs> uh, Tillemans. Mm. I'll go Perez. On the other one, and I've gone the wrong way. Oh, you yeah. beauty. Walshie storms Bang into and a 2 0 Why can't I picture it? I can't even <laughs> picture it. I once. thought you'd have had the pass, yeah. yeah. Um, on the wrong way. Matt Elliott, who is top of the championship? Oh, come on. Uh, you week, can't we? give questions like that. That's ridiculous. Norwich. How can you give an, a Correct. question like that? You could have had pot one more. Well, that's so you a could give me, Who scored Burnley's opener in their 3-2 defeat to Southampton yesterday? Chris Woods. No. Woods. Yes, penalty. <laughs> Chris Wood uh, Chris is Woods, correct, but Woods, we'll give you that. Yeah, we'll give you that, Walsy. Three out of three. <laughs> <laughs> um, Walsh, your final question. How old was Kelechi Iheanacho when he signed for the Foxes? Oh, good one. Uh, 23. <clears throat> I'm going to say 24, but... 22. He was 20. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was 20 in 2017. Fletcher, you know, really 24 long? now. Yeah. 24, didn't he? Oh, I'm a little stinker. Yeah, you've, you've lost the, my Bang on the so weekend, miracle, mate. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the last one then. Who beat Brendan Rodgers to the Premier League Manager of the Month for March? It's got Guardiola, isn't it? Mm. I'm jumping in there. Chance to steal it, just yeah. to rub salt into the wound. Well, so you've already won. Yeah. Um, it, it, oh, not him. I didn't really thought. I didn't hear about it. I've got Moyes. Let's stand up. Not a bad guess. No, it's Thomas Tuchel. Oh, was it? And yeah, then he was obviously he was, struck yeah. by the, the manager of the month's curse, uh, yeah. losing to West Brom. Uh, well done to Craig Bennett. He guessed that Kletcher and Acho was 20, so got one that neither well, of you yeah, did. Yeah, they won every game, didn't they? Man City yeah. lost to Man U. Yeah. Yep, so well done, Walshy. Thanks, mate. Comfortable, Trout. Nice. confident Trout. victory. Uh, and he had, it was gifted with Norwich. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. the only pathetic little <laughs> point I got. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, bank on the weekend taking its toll. Exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> uh, we've got about a minute to fill. Quick oh, yeah. pred predictions ahead of the second Premier League game that takes place this evening: Wolves against West Ham. How do you think that one will go? I I would you like a one-one draw. draw. I'd like a one-one draw, so I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I'll go along with that. I, I've, Declan Rice, as you mentioned, he's not featuring. Maybe. <laughs> Not next week or for a few weeks yet, unfortunately. But um, I, I think that'll be a little bit of a blow. It'll upset their rhythm a little bit. And I think Wolves might nick something there. Yeah, hopefully they do, because that will also be a good result that for Leicester be, yeah. City. Right. Well, thank you very much to Steve Walsh and to Matt Elliott for joining yep. us on, on Extra Time team. this evening. After that disappointing result on Saturday, we got through it pretty well. It was a fantastic weekend, though, for LCFC women. Yes, congratulations again to them securing promotion to the WSL with a 2-0 win over London City yesterday.